How do we navigate the messy middle of recovery? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with real recovery. navigate the messy middle of recovery all right before we get to that we have a review here and this is from master of disaster no more um, of the name uh, yeah it says i appreciate how this podcast is open honest authentic and talks about real issues people face with practical advice and attainable results i learn so much from every podcast every week and working with tyler has been even more helpful in person brandon is no less serviceable and is equally qualified. I know that these men truly care about making a positive impact in our lives and are motivated to help us learn the truth and and be free. If you are feeling stuck, start listening to what catches your interest and you will feel the difference. Thank you for your dedication. That's really kind. That was an awesome review. I joke with Tyler that you got super fans out there. And you, oh, you do. Brandon's no less serviceable. That's I'm no less yeah. serviceable. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Yeah. We we have a few people that, are, that that like us. Be that's nice to know and hear. Don't once let in it while. get to your head. Yeah. Exactly. Tyler. Exactly. Stay humble, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, Brandon, I'm excited today. We've got a really good topic with really good guests today. We've got um, Scott and Melissa are back with us. This is the third time that one or both of them have been on the show. And one of the reasons why I'm excited about this is because I think for our listeners who have been listening to all of our episodes, we want to show the process of what recovery looks like. And so to have Scott and Melissa come back on for a third time at a different place in their recovery than maybe they were in the other two episodes. Uh, I think it's be really helpful for our listeners and, and we do have a really good topic today as well. So, um, so Scott, Melissa, welcome back. Thank hey. you. Do you want to introduce yourselves a little bit? Or? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm Melissa and I'm married to a pornography addict. And I'm Scott, and I'm married to a woman who's married to a pornography addict. <laughs> um, uh, so just just a little a little background. How long have you guys been at this in terms of how long have you been married, and how long have you been working the recovery process? So I'll, I guess I'll just do a super brief kind of recap on my story. I've been kind of just running away from this pornography addiction, calling it like a bad habit, my kind of my whole life. Um, when Melissa and I were dating, she'd asked me if I'd ever experienced anything with pornography. And I was like, yeah, I had, but I figured I didn't have to go into any details. So I just left it at that. Um, I figured at that time that marriage was going to kind of solve the problem. So I wasn't really worried about it. And then um, about a year and a half into our marriage, there was like my first big relapse. And then I would kind of tell her about it and then be like, okay, we're done. Like, I'm not going to do it again. Let's forget about it. And then you know, trying to just run away from it still. And, um, you know, you never guess what that didn't work. And so we ended up in this kind of like year and a half to two year relapse cycle to where, which when you really break down, like, I don't know, Brandon called it like half or like just 
you know, where you really started to slip, like, I'm, it's hard for me to even define how, how far that cycle really was, but we were just kind of in this cycle where I would do good for a while. And then I'd like confess and we'd be like, okay, it's done. Let's not talk about it. And then it would, you know, a couple of years later happen again. And, uh, you know, after three or four times through the cycle, we just couldn't do it anymore. And then, um, where like something's really got to change or else this just isn't going to work for us anymore. And then uh, I started, Melissa actually went to a spousal support meeting for the first time and then which gave me the courage to go to start attending yeah. 12 steps. Well, for me, it was a little bit more confusing because Scott would come forward and then it was just kind of like, oh, he's telling the truth. He's being honest, but he never really was because mm -hmm. Um, you just tell a little bit. And so I thought from my perspective that it was just a lapse of judgment where actually it was like habitual and he'd been acting out for months or years at a time before he actually told me um, about um, when we were expecting like our second baby, he told me. And then a couple of days later, we miscarried that baby. Oh. And after that, he kind of took that, that loss and he put it upon himself. And so after that, he was like, I'm never doing this again. And then he did. And then to him, he was like, I'm just never going to tell her anymore. And that's when the extreme gaslighting happened because I would see flags, but I always thought Scott was honest before because I'd ask him. And so I started asking him every once in a while because I felt something was up. And then he kind of would just gaslight me and tell me that, that he was doing well, whereas he actually wasn't. Yeah, at that point, I was kind of willing to take it to the grave because of you know what happened and like <clears throat> I know it's not at all for sure that that was the cause you know and like it probably wasn't but you know like in my head it was just like yeah like this is what happens you know and so <clears throat> yeah that was a really tough time and so after that I I had kind of thought you know like rather than going through the cycle of like what I saw it as was like I feel like I, I tell her I feel like crap for a year I do good for a bit and then I screw up again and it just goes over and over you know and I was like I might as well just do as best I can and just keep it to myself and just save her the the pain and that's kind of what I told myself but really it was probably came back to the pride of me not really wanting to admit that I had an addiction yeah and I don't know for me when he finally disclosed like the whole shebang, like D-Day and told everything from the beginning, that was just kind of like a, a nuclear bomb in our marriage. We had been married about seven years and it just kind of felt like for me that our entire marriage and life together was a lie. That the man that I had thought I married with all those qualities and those traits didn't exist. And it kind of felt like I was grieving that person and I felt like I was kind of dying too because I was suffering from panic attacks and nightmares and I was having insomnia and intrusive thoughts of what Scott had been doing our entire marriage and I it was really scary I wasn't sure if I was going to be okay I wasn't sure if we were going to be okay and then we found your podcast and through so many of your support groups. yeah through support groups i found your podcasts and i found we did quite a few of your um first courses. i did the the shattering the what how to help her heal after shattering her heart that was mm -hmm. like a little one and that's where i really started to begin to understand what i'd done to her being that person that shoved her off the cliff and then it's like hey you want help you know 
phone. It's like, well, you just pushed me off a cliff, mm-hmm. you know? And that's when I really started to kind of see like, oh, this is what I did to her. And that's when I started to learn about betrayal trauma. And then we started doing the other course. Um, what was it's it? Shattered to Shattered Thriving. Thriving. And um, yeah, I just learned so much from that one. The biggest thing that's really helped me is, as Tyler mentioned, just the ridiculous patience, you know? And, uh, you know, I'd spent all this time acting out, but then I kind of expected her to just be okay, you know, even though now she's dealing with all these years that I was feeling like crap. And now I'm feeling better, but now I got to be there for her. Yeah. So we've been, since D-Day, it's been about a year and a half and we're still going through the trenches of the trauma, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yep. Yeah. And so... Things are, things are getting better and we're trying to embrace that this is a- Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you're listening here, this is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert feed. And we sure appreciate you following us and listening here. We want to let you know that we have moved to Real Talk Recovery. If you'd like to complete the episode, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, any place where there's podcasts, Real Talk Recovery, or you can go to realtalkrecovery.com. Thanks again for all of your support.